Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. So I'm going to say three phrases, and I'd love for you to repeat each one after me. God hears us. God answers us. God delivers us. So I'm going to show you this morning, by God's grace, in Psalm 18, the last of our summer series of psalms, soaking in the psalms, how God heard and answered and delivered David, the songwriting shepherd, the warrior poet, and the king of Israel, and how God does the same for us. He hears us, he answers us, and he delivers us. Would you pray with me again? Lord, I pray that you would please show us in your word how you hear us when we call out to you how you answer us, and how you, Lord, deliver us. We, I pray that by your Holy Spirit that you'd open our eyes and our hearts to hearing what you have to say to us in your precious name. Amen. Would you please take out your Bibles or your phones if you have Scripture on your phones and take a look at Psalm 18 with me, please. It's a psalm um, right after 17 and before 19, so just in case you need some guidance. Um, also, there are Bibles in the pews in front of you, in the racks right there in front, if you want to take that out. So Psalm 18 starts off with um, this kind of introduction or heading at the beginning of the psalm. Can somebody tell me, just go ahead and yell it out, can somebody tell me what that is? What's that called? Yeah, that's the title, uh, Pam, which right on. So right after that, it's like an introduction to the psalm. So Bondin used this in the last couple times that he spoke. Can somebody tell me what that's called, that introduction? Superscript. Leslie, you get the prize. <laughs> yeah, it's called superscript. So can somebody tell me what a superscript is meant to do? What, what is it supposed to accomplish, a superscript? Give context, good, yeah, awesome. Anything else it's supposed to do? Give focus. Focus, yeah, great answers. So the heading at the beginning of the psalm that identifies the writer, it also gives background information. It provides musical instruction, which is my, like my favorite, um, and indicates the use of the purpose of the psalm. So all those, all those things. So here's the story behind the psalm, Psalm 18, which was read beautifully for you guys by the worship team today. Love that. So here is um, the story. So right away we're told that Psalm 18 is written by David. Okay? And it's given to the choir master. Uh, so these are lyrics to a song. These are actually lyrics to a song that is sung and most likely um, a group of singers or a congregation of worshipers like us are singing it. So just like we were singing these songs of worship to the Lord just a minute ago, these songs are actually, this song is actually sung as well to the Lord. And it says just that, that it's written, that David has written this song to the Lord, to God to commemorate God's rescuing of David from danger and to thank the Lord for delivering him. 
So what were the specific ways in which David's life was in danger? How was he kind of in a rough spot here? What did he need to be rescued from? Well, Saul, uh, the king of Israel at the time, so David was not king at this time, Saul was king, was actually threatened by David. He was thinking that David was going to try to take over his kingdom, that Saul was king over. He was going to try to stage a coup. So Saul tried to kill David. He hunted, tried to hunt David down and kill him. At one point, and there's a pun here, at one point, Saul tried to pin David to the wall with his spear. Saul also sent gangs of men to kill David, and there were other enemies that were trying to kill him too. So David was in a, a pretty rough spot. He was in a lot of danger. His, his life was in danger. He was threatened, literally, for, with bodily harm and death. So verse 1 says this, I love you, O Lord, my strength. Which is the, the, the verse that Kathy read. Thanks, Kathy. And it's clear from the start that this psalm is David's personal response of worship to God. I love you, O Lord, my strength. I love how a lot of the, the songs that we were just singing actually direct our focus to the Lord by addressing the Lord first person. I don't know if you notice that or not. Above and behind me, Christ be all around me. They're like prayers in song. So this is like a prayer in song. This is directed to the Lord. I love you, O Lord, my strength. Dave, David wishes to establish that this is a worship song right away. And as I mentioned, these are lyrics to a song of worship meant to be sung to God. It's almost identical to the song of worship that David sings in 2 Samuel 22. Psalm 18 might actually be kind of an updated arrangement. It's like 2.0 of the song for public worship. So in 2 Samuel, it's more of an individual song of worship. And this one is more of a public song. How do we know that? Well, it's actually addressed to the choir master. So there's probably either a small ensemble of singers or the whole congregation that's involved in singing this. So the Hebrew word for love that David uses here indicates an intimate type of commitment and devotion. David's expressing his heart of love for the Lord. He's grateful that God has spared his life. And so he commits his heart to the Lord in return. And you know what? This is what we should do in worship as well. When we're all together worshiping like this, this is what we should do. We should commit our hearts to the Lord. So hopefully as we're singing, we're bringing our hearts to God and committing ourselves to Him. Verses 2 and 3, if you look at those, it says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress. This is David again speaking. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. So David continues his song of worship with specific descriptions of who God is and what He was for David in rescuing him. God is David's strength. 
the one who gave David power to survive against and defeat his enemies. God is David's rock, a place of shelter and safety and a secure standing for David. God is David's fortress, a place of strength and safety. God is David's deliverer, the one who made a way of escape for David. And he really needed a way of escape because people were coming after him to kill him. God is David's shield, the one who defends both David's head and his heart. God is David's horn, David's shield and defense, like an animal uses horns for protection and defense. God is David's stronghold, his high tower of refuge, a place of security above the reach of violence. God is David's security. So David calls out God's attributes, right? All these these lists of descriptions of God. These are character attributes of who God is to inform his response of worship. We do this when we're together, worshiping the Lord together, when we're singing and we're worshiping him. We're actually acknowledging and affirming who God is in the Bible. So all these songs that we've been singing have references to the Bible or they're actually literally taken word for word from Scripture. This helps us better understand with our minds the one that we are worshiping with our voices and our hearts. So our minds are engaged, our voices are engaged, our hearts are engaged. God is worthy of David's praise as he writes in verse 3. Not just because of what he's done for David, but because of who he is. As followers of Christ, isn't this how we should approach worshiping him? Not just for what he can do for us, but worshiping him for who he is. So David expresses his full confidence, his full trust in God to save him. That's pretty amazing. If you can entrust your whole life into somebody's hands who can save you and rescue you. This is what David has done in God. He puts his complete trust and confidence in God. He knows that because of who God is, this list of attributes and character qualities of who God is, he knows that God can do it, that God's going to come through for him, that God can actually rescue him from his enemies, that God can rescue him from death. So let me ask you, what has God been to you? So God has been David's rock and fortress stronghold. What has God been to you? So um, maybe just a few of you call out, what, God, what has God been to you in a really strong voice so everybody can hear? What has God been to you? Everything. Everything. My lifesaver. My lifesaver. I love that. At first I thought you said my lightsaber. No, that's a <laughs> completely different story. No, my lifesaver. Yeah, good. What else has God been to you? My shoulder to cry on. My shoulder to cry on. Yeah. My 
my guide. Yeah, thanks, Mark. My hope. Redeemer. My Father. My Healer. Wow. Well, that was a sermon right there. See you guys. No. Um, so verses 4 and 5, that was excellent. Thank you. The verses 4 and 5 say, The cords of death encompassed me. This is what Randall was saying. Randall, I'm sorry that I gave you like the, the most downer part of the whole scripture. Uh, the cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction <laughs> assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. So what specific dangers did David experience and how does he describe them? The cords of death encompassed me, surrounded me, kind of trapped me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The snares of death confronted me. The threat of death was very real to David. When David uses the word sheol, he's using another word for the grave or death. So let me ask you this, and at any time in your life, have you ex ever experienced danger? Maybe even to the point of harm or death? And how did you respond? How did you respond when you were in that place of danger? Verse 6 says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. This is how David responds. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. And to my God I cried for help. From His temple He heard my voice. And my cry to Him reached His ears. So what does David do in the middle of danger, distress, and catastrophe? He cries out to God for help. And God hears David's cries. I love the way that David says, to my God, I cried for help. To my God. Not to a God, but to my God. The God that David loves and trusts and worships. So God hears us just as God heard David. God hears us. As believers, we can have confidence and trust that God hears us when we cry out to Him. The second half of verse 6 in Psalm 18 confirms this. From His temple, He heard my voice, and my cry to Him reached His ears. So, when the psalm talks about, refers to temple, it's going to be a long time actually after this psalm was written, after David was gone, that the temple in Jerusalem that we know about was built. So what does the temple here refer to? Well, David knows that God does have a temple, that God has a temple, a heavenly temple, where he dwells in eternity. And, God, and David knows that God from heaven hears his voice. God hears his prayer. As David is assured that his cries for help reach God's ears, so we can be assured that God hears our prayers and our cries for help. 1 Peter 3 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. 
Jeremiah 29 says, When you call on me and come and pray to me, I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. You will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So that's the key. With all of your heart. Right? Amen. I love that. You guys can say amen at any time. So for the Afghan Christian, for the Christian believer in Afghanistan right now, who sees his whole world crumble around him and is crying out for deliverance from those who would seek to kill him and his family, God hears his cries. For the praying wife whose husband is on a ventilator in ICU because of COVID, struggling with every breath to stay alive, God hears this praying wife's prayers for her husband to be delivered from illness and to be healed. God hears her prayers. For the godly pastor in Louisiana whose church is overwhelmed with hurricane floodwaters, God hears his desperate pleas that the waters would recede. God hears his prayers. God hears our prayers. God answers us. Just as God answered David's prayers and rescued him from danger, so God answers our cries for help. David called upon the Lord and God saved him from his enemies. There are lots of places in the Bible where it says that God answers our prayers to him. Psalm 91 says that when we call upon God, He answers us. He answers us. 1 John 5 says that we can have confidence before God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And my favorite from Romans 10 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Isn't that great? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. As a Christian, as a follower of Christ, you know that God has already heard your prayers and answered your prayers. When you receive Jesus into your heart, into your life, as your Savior, you cried out to Jesus to save you. And He did. He rescued you from the darkness of sin. He delivered you from your old life. And He created new life in you. He heard you and He answered you. So when you're in a place of distress and trouble and suffering and danger, as David was in this psalm, cry out to God. He hears you. He answers you. Cry out to Him for His strength and look to Him for help. And God delivers us. As He delivered David, so God has delivered us. Jesus delivered us from an eternity of hell without... That isn't deliverance. I don't know what is. He's given us new life and an eternity of heaven with Him. 
God is delivering us in this present moment. Just as David was never removed from the difficulties and dangers of life, so we are not removed from these problems and sufferings. But just as David could rely and trust in God to keep him safe in the storm and protect him from the attacks of the enemy, so it is with us. God is continually, daily delivering us if we have received Christ into our hearts as our Savior. The first song that we sang today, The Lion and the Lamb, says that God is fighting. He's doing battle on our behalf. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So God will deliver us. So not only has God delivered us already, God is delivering us and God will deliver us. When it appears that God will not deliver us from a tragic situation or a terrible loss, remember this. When Jesus cried out to His Father in the garden, when He cried out to His Father to be spared from the suffering of the cross, in anguish to the point of sweating drops of blood, he was not delivered by God at that moment. Jesus understands our deepest pain, our deepest suffering, because he experienced it all himself on the cross for us. But Jesus was eventually delivered from death itself. When he rose from the dead, he experiences now an eternal victory as he is seated at God's right hand on the throne of heaven. Praise God. This is the forever deliverance that God has promised each person who believes and trusts and follows after Christ. Eternal deliverance and life with him. As Jesus was raised from death to life, so are we delivered from death to life with Him. We're resurrected with Him in this life as His new creation. And we're resurrected to life forever with Jesus in the next life to come. This is the hope. Somebody mentioned hope over here. This is the hope that Jesus brings us as His believers, His followers. Jesus' deliverance is our deliverance. Can I get an amen? amen? Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Richard. So if you have not received Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, please come up to the front, right up here up to the front this morning, right after the service, and introduce yourself to me or one of the other pastors or staff or elders that are up here, we'd love to pray for you to receive Jesus into your heart. So how has God delivered me, saved me? Am I thanking God now for all that He has delivered me from? Am I thanking God for hearing my cries and my prayers? This is something that's kind of like your assignment when you leave today. Am I thanking God for what He's done for me and for who He is. Am I thanking Him daily? Do you have a heart of gratitude 
for who God is. You should. We can have solace in Christ in the middle of suffering and trauma and pain because we can cry out to Him now in the midst of it and know that He hears our prayers. He answers our prayers and He delivers us. And this is our present deliverance. When God has not delivered us from trouble now, where it seems that He has not delivered us in this moment, remember, there is consolation and hope because He hears us when we cry for help. God is our refuge, just as He was for David. He is our refuge, the safe place we run to in times of suffering and in pain. God has promised to deliver us for all eternity, if we trust Him, if we believe in Him, and follow Him as our Lord and as our Savior. So let's spend just a few quiet moments right now in response to what we've just heard. And let's thank the Lord for the ways that He's delivered us and saved us. Thank Him and praise Him for His deliverance and His salvation. Can we do that right now? Just... Offer up prayers of thanks and praise. Now let's spend a a few more moments just expressing our love to the Lord for delivering you, from rescuing you, from eternal death to eternal life with Him. Tell Him that you love Him. Just as David said, I love you, O Lord, and that you're devoted to Him and that you trust Him with all of your heart and your life. Do that right now. Just spend a few minutes in prayer expressing your love to the Lord. So if you have not yet seen God's deliverance, trust that if you follow after Him, if He is your Lord and Savior, He promises to deliver you for all eternity because Jesus Himself has now experienced the deliverance that only God can bring. The hope of resurrection with Jesus is the hope of our deliverance. Man, would you pray with me again, please? Lord, we thank you. There is solace and refuge and deliverance in you on this side of eternity because we know and we trust in faith that you hear our prayers, that you listen to our pleas, and that they reach your ears just as David's prayers reached your ears. Help us, Lord to be encouraged and strengthened in this truth that you are the God who hears, who answers, and who delivers. Refresh us and strengthen us, God, with this truth that you hear our every prayer and that you deliver us now and forever.